Hawks Live, presented by the Dining District at the Bellevue Collection at Bellevue Square Center Court. Every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on Seattle Sports. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Bumpus and Paul Moyer. Welcome to Hawks Live. I'm Michael Bumpus with my guy, Paul Moyer. Every Thursday, we are right here on 710 Live from Bellevue Square Center Court. How you guys feeling? We got a live crowd here. We got about 1,000 people here right now that I'm looking at, and they are ready to go. Moyer, it's, um, it's been a while. You and I have missed each other for uh, a few weeks. The show just ain't the same without you, man. I got to turn my mic on. I'm back. Yeah. So as you know me, I got my second granddaughter. So I'm uh, had to had to miss you guys last week. But good to, good to see everybody. And obviously disappointing loss last week as well as we played. And uh, but good to be back with you, Bump. And uh, miss you. I mean, you you missed a little bit with us a couple weeks ago because you were coaching. And you know, I've been out of town. Now we're we're back. The, the squad's back. We both together. took a W. You got a W with a grandchild. I got yeah. a W on the football field. Can I tell that hey, story? Boys are back in town. Can I tell that story? Go do it. Let's so do it. so about two or three weeks ago, which he never misses. This guy is the hardest working guy in this business. He does Pac-12 on Saturday nights, and he's got a. We can have a 7 a.m. game, and he's got to catch either a late flight or sometimes a 6 a.m. flight if it's a home game. So he's all over the country. So it's a Thursday night that we're going to do Hawks Live, and I get a call from our producer NASA, and he goes, "Hey, do you mind hosting the show?" I go, "Man, what's going on?" He goes. You know, Bump's got a Thursday night football game with Roosevelt, and he, he really feels like he's, he's got to be there for them to, to win. They win 70 to 7. I go, no, it was no, no, that's 20. not the It was point. 20, 70 to 20. Yeah, but it was 70 to 7 at the time. You guys gave up. I go, you needed to be there for them to win. He goes, yeah, you know, I may have overplayed that hand, but um, but glad we're together. Hey, I just I you respect the opponent, just like every opponent has to respect the Seattle Seahawks. There you go. Just like the Seahawks had to respect the Bengals last week, right? Yeah. Seventeen to thirteen, they take an L there. Now, I'm I think you and I are on the same page when it comes to losses. We're not okay with losses. We don't take a loss and say, oh, it was okay, but we tried hard. You look at the loss and say, man, they were so close. Man, if they did this, if this happened, and you replay it in your mind and you say, there's an avenue to where these guys win this ball game. When I look at this game, Moyer, I think the obvious is, right, you get into the red zone, you don't score. One for five in the red zone. You say goal to goal, they were what? I heard you say that They're a lot. one for four. One so, for four, goal you know, to goal. Explain it goal, to them. So, you know, if you're inside the 10-yard line, it's or whatever it may be, sometimes you get a penalty and it's first and goal from the 20, but it's, it's goal to go. So there's no way to get a first down other than a penalty. We were one for four in that situation, basically inside the 10-yard line. Um, you know, I look at this game, and there's many games that we've been on the road where you go, ah, we could have won that game. Mm-hmm. This is one we should have won this game. Yeah. We were better than Cincinnati. We played really well on both sides of the ball, particularly defensively. I mean, we're starting to play lights out, and particularly our front seven uh, is really becoming chaotic for teams. I think our secondary secondary is really locked in in coverage. We've got 
playmakers all over the board. And outside of their first two drives, we completely shut them down. Um, it was a game that you, you look back and you go, Gino played well. He's, he's kind of taken some heat. He's for, taking a lot of heat. Which is crazy because he, he played well other than five plays. You know, so you don't always have your, your best game. But when you're the quarterback in key moments, you know, we had two fourth down plays, you know, inside the, the red zone that we took sacks on. And then he missed on one play that I know he's kicking himself. And the team was like, we designed this play. And, and JSM was wide open. I think it was the second to last drive. We had. Yep. It might have been the last drive. Um, and we end up getting a first. He ended up scrambling and getting a first down. But it's a play that we were struggling inside the red zone. We needed to make a big play outside the red zone for a touchdown. But I thought it was a... It, we actually might have been our best game we played on both sides of the football. Statistically, how we dominated that game after the first couple of drives, we just couldn't get it in the end zone. Yeah, that, um, I do a show, a daily show, Bumping Stacy, 10 to 2. You guys got nothing to do at lunchtime. Come holler at me. And um, for a week... I've been kind of defending Gino, and I've gotten so much heat from people. And I ask these people, I go, all right, well, when you watch the football game, right, you're watching it from the TV perspective to where all you see is the quarterback, the lineman, and maybe some backers depending on their drops. And I always tell people, I go, well, if you have the means, because it's not free, go and get the uh, NFL Game Pass and watch the All-22. Because mm -hmm. then you're able to see – What's going on on the back end? Are receivers open? Are they covered? What's going on? I'm not saying Gino played a perfect game. There were a couple times where guys were open. But you look at the All-22, and guys are locked up. And then you look at the offensive linemen, um, there's, there were some protection problems. Gino did make some bad decisions, and L is an L. But what I do like about Gino is that when he steps in front of the mic, he's going to say the right thing nine out of ten times, even if it's not the true thing. He's going to say the right thing nine out of ten times. And what does he always say? I'm a thumb guy. I'm appointed to me. And you should as, as the quarterback. Because most of the time as a quarterback, you are the highest paid guy on the team. You are the guy who's going to get most of the glory. So when things go bad, you got to take it on the chin. And that's what I appreciate about Gino is that you take it on the chin. But there are some things that this offense needs to do to get right. When you look at this offense um, and you look at that game last week, what sticks out to you the most? Um, well, again, I, I'm going to just stay on the def defensive side. One of the best games we played in a couple of years. Our, Draymond Jones uh, played unbelievable. Uh, Jaron Reed played un unbelievable. Uh, Mario Edwards, in incredible. Our front seven has been disruptive, and it's something we haven't seen in a few years. And we've gotten a little smaller on the fr in, with our front, uh, our defensive linemen. But we're so quick now that they have to account for us and they got to double team us. And, and again, sometimes Draymond Jones on the nose, just off shaded uh, to our center. Sometimes it's Jaron Reed. Our secondary, we can lock up uh, um, Witherspoon. Witherspoon was on Chase mm. all day. It, it, matter of fact, it really wasn't that close. I mean, Chase was trying to. I think he got really frustrated because Witherspoon can, can cover him. He, he matched up extremely well. So defensively, we, we got game. Offensively, it really just came down to about four or five plays. And Gino played well other than two or three decisions. The two interceptions, the first one to JSN, 
you know, it was just, it was one of those I just felt like, one, he forced it, he was covered, and two, it wasn't a great throw. We had a kind of a wheel route by our tight end that would have got us into within the five-yard, or inside the five-yard line. Uh, the second interception to uh, DK, well, I'm, I'm putting this on DK, too, now. That was a lazy route. Yep. It, it was lazy. And yep. I'm not, you know, DK, you know, I know everybody's on him. Look, he's an aggressive guy. But he's also the second highest or third highest paid player on the team. Man, there's no plays off in this game. And no. you got to protect your quarterback. Not when I didn't feel like he did protect his quarterback. I agree. But I'm here. the real key was, man, Cincinnati's pass defense is one of the best ones I've seen. The way that they matched up in our, the zone defense, and then they locked it into man-to-man. So they, they immediately took away our short stuff. The safeties knew our routes with our, 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 our wide receivers. So even though there were some mismatches with our wide receivers downfield on their safeties, they ran the route for us. So this is a, the NFL's about adjustments. Shane Waldron and the offense, they knew your routes and you're gonna have to make some adjustments from that. It wasn't every time. It's just the times when we did break down in coverage where we had a really good route combination, it it didn't allow to develop. Uh, Other times when we had time, they weren't great route combinations and we were covered all over the board. I thought we dominated this game. We played Cincinnati 10 times, I think we win eight of them. We win every one of them at home. We should have won that game. Really came down to us just not scoring in the red zone. Yeah, I would love to have kicked two field goals on fourth down. Hindsight is 20-20, we know that. At the time, I got why we went for it. You look back now how well our defense was playing, maybe just get within a, a field goal because it was getting so hard. But uh, I think we're playing really good football. We ought to win our next two games. We got Arizona. I don't even know who we play after. I think Cleveland after that. Never mind. We got to win our next game, <laughs> and then we got to hunker down the week after. But we got two games at home. We need the 12s to show up and, and get to, what, 5-2. and two. Yep, and, and the 12s are going to show up. And now I'll, I'll focus more on the offensive side and what I saw and what I like, what I didn't like. Uh, what I did like is that I feel like JSN is really close to having himself a big game. It's been a development. My man has surgery. He breaks his wrist. He's playing with a cast. All that matters. Trust me, I'm a receiver. All that stuff matters, okay? Not making excuses. Just painting the picture for you to what he's dealing with. Also, once you get down into the red zone, if we decide to go two by two, three by one, spread them out, I just want to see receivers in the slot. I don't want to see tight ends. Yeah, right? You get down into the red zone. The, the field is shrunken down. There's only so many places you can go. Let's get some guys who can run some true, precise routes in there to get uh, Geno some more options. Also, I want to see Zach Charbonnet down there. He had two carries for yeah, five yards. I, I think once you get down there, man, you got to use him. Now, late in the game, he was used more in the pass pro situation. So what that tells me is that he's a smart guy. You don't just put any random running back back there in pass pro situation because there's going to be twists and stunts by that line. He's got to pick him up. Travis Homer was the best at that for a while. That's why he hung around for three or four years because he can pick up in pass pro. Uh, but what I did like down there is that I see what Shane is trying to do with his creativity. Now it's about executing and being able to adjust once the defense is doing something that you're not expecting to see. And, uh, and, and again, he's a, he's a young coordinator, three years in a game, and I think he's done a good job so far. But games like last week are the games that uh, allow you to grow, right? If oh. everything's easy, are you really growing or are you just calling plays? The NFL is a tough game, man, and they're smart guys, and they make adjustments. Cincinnati is one of the smarter defenses we had faced. We're going to have Jake 
uh, Bobo at 8 o'clock here. 19, let's go. And Bobo, my one thing was, what was I saying during the game? I go, why isn't Bobo in the red zone? I need more Bobo. (laughs) So we're going to talk to him when he comes on and... Uh, we're going to get a win this week. All right, we'll get the win this week. And coming up next, we'll preview the Week 7 opponent, the Arizona Cardinals. That is next right here on Hawks Live. Live. Presented by the Dining District at the Bellevue Collection at Bellevue Square Center Court. Live on air on Seattle Sports. What's up? You're listening to Hawks Live, presented by the Dining District at the Bellevue Collection. The show starts at 7 every Thursday, right here on Seattle Sports 710, broadcasting live from where? Bellevue Square Center Court with the greatest fans in all of the land. Thank you for joining us here today. Man, it's time to break down the Arizona Cardinals. Now, I know, I know. You're going to hear the Cardinals and think, look, no Kyler Murray, James Conner is hurt. Buddha Baker. Buddha's hurt. That's a big one. He might be back, though. He might be back this week. He's on IR. They got to pull him off. Oh, they put him on the IR? Okay. Well, hey, Buddha (sighs) practiced today, so he might be back. Well, look, you know me. He's a Bellevue kid, so I love Buddha, but I don't want him to play this week because he's a legit player, man. He's one of the best safeties. Here's one thing. I've known Moyer for about seven years now. Whenever he has a chance to make it about him, he's going to do that. It wasn't about me. It's about Bellevue. You said I coached him at Bellevue. Did I say I coached him? You also said you won like 12 championships. Did I say the reason I coached him he's in the NFL and he's a a pro bowl? I didn't say that. You would just assume that. Okay. Hey, hey, you know what? It's a good assumption. That's my fault, though. I apologize. I apologize. (laughs) Hey, but let's break down these Cardinals, man. They're one and five right now. They have the 15th-ranked offense in the league, but they are number six when it comes to running the football. They might not, they're not going to have James Conner, uh, uh, obviously, this week. Um, against the pass, well, passing the football, they're 26, 190 yards through the air, points per game. They are 20th, averaging 19.5. Those are numbers. We understand the numbers. Let's talk about the players. Now, the one they're missing, their franchise quarterback, Kyler Murray, is gone. He's uh, He tore his ACL last year. He should be back in like three or four weeks, I think they're assuming. They got Josh Dobbs over there. My man will turn the football over in the fourth quarter. He's got a lot of turnovers as of late in the fourth quarter. Um, you respect everybody, but you feel like this is a quarterback you should be able to get after. Yeah, I mean, his numbers are good. He's completing about 63% of his passes, and he's got six touchdowns three interceptions. They've been competitive. They're one and five. It's a divisional game. They've had our number up here in Seattle a bunch of times. What's killing them is the fourth quarter. Yeah. I mean, they've been outscored 64 to seven in the fourth quarter. That's a crazy number. They were in it against San Francisco. So when you go and look at their games, first game of the season, they lose uh, 20 to 16 to, to uh, I can't, it's always hard for me to say the commanders, to Washington <laughs> at that time on the road. They lose to the Giants where they were killing them. They should have beat them. They lose in a heartbreaking game, 31-28. The Giants only win this year. They blow out basically Dallas. And Dallas at that time, everybody thought, wow, they're unbeatable. That's, they, they've come back to the pack. They play the 49ers tough in, up into the fourth quarter. And they, they get they beat in the fourth quarter. They end up losing 35-16. And then they've kind of made a slide since. They lost to the Cincinnati uh, Bengals uh, at uh, yeah actually at home 34 20 played well i mean i was watching that game and i go wow these guys they play hard uh, they they're young they, they've got to get the players down and then last week i felt like was the first game where they took a step back and that's mainly because you know they're starting to have a little bit of their injury bug they don't have the depth and they got beat at the rams 26 to 9 
no question, you know, look, this is a game that we should win, but it's a defense that gets after you. They do a lot of weird hybrid stuff. They got 18 sacks on the year, so we got to be aware of that. Yeah, we could lose, but it's a game we should win. Yep, I, I agree. They do some things. Every team in the NFL will do some things that will challenge you, right? There's no teams, even like the, the teams that threaten to lose every game in the season, every, what, five to ten years, they still do some things that you got to prepare for. Now, I, I look at this offense, and we mentioned uh, Josh Dobbs over there, the young man from uh, Tennessee, I believe he went to. He's like a, a, a uh, rocket scientist, one of the smartest dudes in the league. And then I look at the guys that, he, that he's throwing the rock to. you got Marquise Brown and Michael Wilson from Stanford. All right, now Michael Wilson is one of the best route runners in this rookie class, but not really explosive. Marquise, uh, Marquise Brown, excuse me, um, is one of the more explosive players that they have over there on offense. There's always something a team does to try to exploit you. I look at the Seahawks defense and I go, how do you match up against these wide receivers? You just shut down Jamar Chase for the most part. Trey Brown had a pick against Jamar Chase. Did you guys see the back and forth with Jamar Chase and Devin Witherspoon on social media. Oh, I love it. I love it. Devin Witherspoon ain't backing down from nobody. No, and he backed it up. And he sure did back and it up. And by the way, Chase was quiet. Well, well Chase was quiet during the game. He responded on social media, and then my guy Devin Witherspoon said, don't act like I didn't have you in a box. Oh, he had him in a box. He had him in a box. He, I don't want to say completely owned him, but he didn't get anything on Witherspoon. He got that one deep... Uh, uh, the one where we were, there was a penalty and they threw that deep comeback, and that was on uh, Reek Wilson, or uh, Wolin, excuse me. And then uh, there was, uh, actually, I think most of them were on Wolin. Uh, and he had, you know, I think, again, uh, Witherspoon had three passes defensed. Look, in the past, a mobile quarterback with a good tight end, because they still have Zach Ertz, who's older, but, you know, he's still yep. a crafty guy. You got Marquise Brown, Michael Wilson. Michael Wilson's averaging 17.6 yards per catch. So, you know, that. I just, look, we, that is our game now. I, we've got speed on the outside edges, uh, and we've got depth there. We've got speed inside, so it's hard for quarterbacks to break the pocket and scramble on us. We can match up at both corners. we got a nickel when we want. Trey Brown's playing well, too, so when we put Witherspoon in and the nickel, ah, we're, we're a tough team to beat on defense right now. So what you're saying there, there's a chance. There's a chance. I, I, not much for Arizona. I don't think they're going to score much I'm on saying us. a chance for us. No, there's a good chance. Yeah. We just got to get right on offense. And I really think uh, every time Geno's taken a little bit of adversity where he hasn't played his best, and again, he didn't play poorly last week. Just the big moments, we, we didn't come up with something. They weren't all, all, all his fault. They weren't. Um, he's always bounced back. Always bounce back well. All right, real quick. Um, the Cardinals have lost to the Commanders 20 to 16. The Giants 31 to 28. They beat Dallas. They lost to San Francisco 35 to 16. And then they lost to the Bengals 34 to 20. Last week, they lost to the Los Angeles Rams 26 to 9. A weird type of team. Good enough to be in some games, but then eventually when things start to break down, like you mentioned, 64-7 to being outscored in the fourth. You got Josh Dobbs turn the football over in the fourth. All I'm saying is that, look, you can't win it in the first. You can't win in the second. You can't win in the third. But you know what? You can win it in the fourth. Let's go ahead and do that. 
Let's get it. Come join us here at Hawks Live at Bellevue Square Center Court. We have a chance to win gift cards from the Dining District at the Bellevue Collection. Tonight, they're giving away gift cards to Sweet Restaurant and Lounge and STK Steak House. When we return, man, we'll talk to the fullback, Nick Valore. That is next right here on Hawks Live. Hawks Live, presented by the Dining District of the Bellevue Collection at Bellevue Square Center Court, live on air on Seattle Sports. Welcome to Hawks Live. We out here with the greatest fans in all the land of Michael Bumpus with Paul Mori every Thursday right here at Bellevue Square Center Court. We'll be talking that talk, doing what we do, and now we get to uh, talk to a guy who's good at talking that talk, man. He is really good at it. Nick Ballor. What's up, man? How you doing? Uh, fan favorite here now. You give it up hey for guys, Nick. Hey, guys. We good. Yeah, we good, here. man. Here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, um, uh, what, what are your Thursday nights like? I mean, you've been in the league a long time, man. You know, you're, you're ancient when it comes to uh, NFL, guys. Thankfully, Peters is on the team now to kind of take that title from you. What are Thursday nights yeah. like for you when you're not talking to us? Yeah, thank God we got a 41-year-old on the team now. Um, <laughs> well, things are a little different. I just had to hand uh, the baby off to my wife. I was holding her for a little bit. Um, so you guys caught me probably – well, I'm 34 now, so I got about 30 minutes, and then I'm going to bed. So <laughs> I'd say that that's the thing that changed, uh, you know, from my rookie year. I always laugh, though, thinking back, because it never really changes because, you know, you, the, the season gets long. You have the long days. You're tired, and as you get older, you feel the aches and everything. Uh, but, you know, you get in your routine, and uh, for me, I've got two kids now, so I try to help as much as I can when I get home. And then, you know, by the time about eight o'clock rolls around, uh, you know, you're ready for bed. So it's it's not quite the uh, glamorous NFL life, you know, you you see on TV or something. So Pr- pretty pretty glamorous. First of all, congratulations on your your yeah. new child there, man. That's that's exciting. Yes, uh, my son had a. He's 32. He had his child last week, and uh, he's a week into it. He's, he's crying how much sleep he, he's not getting, and he doesn't have to get up and, and go to practice. But I, w- the question I want to ask you, Nick, is you were in New York at the time, and your, your wife goes into labor, and I, my guess is that was a – I don't know if it was a tough decision, but I, my what conflicting for you is, you know, you want to play for the team and, and your guys and also be home for the delivery of your baby. Can, can you just share how that whole decision went down for you? Well, it was a little weird because uh, – so I wake up on Monday morning to a knock at the door, so I assume – uh, I slept through like a walkthrough or something. Uh, and I kind of wake up and, uh, the door opens and, uh, you know, I hear a voice that says, Hey Nick, your wife's water broke. Uh, and then the door shuts and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, what the hell is going on? So I, I look at my phone, I've got missed calls and everything. And then, you know, I, I call my wife, Rachel and, um, she was due two weeks. She was due two days after the Bengals game here. So luckily my mom was in town, but we weren't really prepared for, you know, that to go down like that. You know, the baby comes when it wants to. So, um, we were talking and then, you know, obviously I go downstairs. It's kind of weird because you have your game day routine and everything. And, um, you know, talk to the coaches and they were, you know, super supportive and they're like, yeah, we got to find a way for you to get home in time. So, um, which I appreciate it because that's kind of the weird thing is there's no, uh, hard and fast rule with that stuff. So, 
Um, and, you know, it's one of those things you feel weird leaving, but also, you know, yeah, you know, I'd like to think I have a, a bearing on the game, but I don't want to feel that self-important that, you know, oh, if I'm not there, you know, we're not going to win or whatever. So um, they got the flight. I got on the plane. It was kind of surreal just leaving, you know, before the game like that, got home uh, right to the hospital. And then uh, our baby was born, you know, probably right as the game was ending. So it was kind of a crazy um, situation. And of course we were in New York. So it was about as far as can be, but uh, I was just, very lucky to get home in time and uh to be there for it and you know lucky i'm you know part of a franchise and a team that would you know support a guy doing that no it's that's awesome and uh again congratulations so i'm going to ask you a follow-up question because we've had these conversations the old days when we played is like look you're, you're old school yeah you know what you know i'll the child won't know i wasn't there for the delivery i'm playing right and and the, the world right. the game's changed now but but a bunch of guys said i said well what if it was a super bowl and i remember <laughs> max strong said well, that's different. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to throw it at you. I go, what if it was the Super Bowl? Would that have changed you at all? Or were you still, that no matter what, hey, I'm, I'm going to be there for the delivery? Uh, I'm trying to gauge how, I'm in, I'm in our bedroom with the door closed. I'm trying to gauge if my <laughs> wife can hear. Uh, but They're yeah, always no, listening, I, Nick. I'm, you know that. They're always listening. No, I know. I'm, gonna, uh, I'm probably going to have to miss the birth for that one, I think. But uh, it, would be, it would be tough. But, yeah, the Super Bowl, you got to, you know, you can, you figure it out, I suppose. But uh, you, you, yeah, you tell that, your that wife we're inducing. We're, we're inducing a week yeah. before the Super Bowl, honey. We can't take a chance on that one. Yes, exactly. Hey, I got a, I got a couple questions for you. Maybe three, depending on how you answer these, right? Um, one, okay. when they flew you back, was it first class? Was it economy or was it a private jet? Uh, I was... Uh, I was uh, kind of middle of the plane, middle seat. So it was, uh, wow. I had to fight for elbows on both <laughs> sides. So uh, the, two guys, the two guys I sat with were a little stingy with the elbow room. But um, <laughs> I'd like to, you know, I had some, uh, you know, I was ready for the game that night. So I was, I think I had a little caffeine in my system and I was kind of <laughs> bumping them off of them. But it's, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a long flight. But I was, uh you know, I was trying to uh, figure out how to get the game on my phone the whole way home because it started probably halfway through the flight, uh, but couldn't get it. So I had about three different people texting me updates of what was going on and stuff. So it was, it was kind of kind of a surreal experience. There you go. Assert dominance. That, that's what you got to do yes. in, the, in those situations. Uh, my next question is, um, are you a girl dad or you got two boys? Uh, recently a girl dad. So, uh, May was just born here. And then, uh, my son Luke, uh, turns three in a week here or no, not on Sunday actually. So, uh, I got one of each. So I would like to think that we are probably done because I see some of my buddies that have three, four five kids and I can't even fathom it. Ooh, I, I got three. There's no man coverage with, with three kids, man. You got to play that zone and uh, keep your head yes. on the swivel. The one thing I can I can tell you, Nick, is that I don't know if this is who you are already, but once you have that girl, man, we just we just get soft, man. I'm so soft now with my boy. I'm 
rub some dirt on it, get out there and keep playing. My daughter, I go, look, if anybody messes with you at school today, I will come pick you up and we will make this right. <laughs> yeah. So you, you got some, some good things to look forward to. Yeah, that's, that's what I hear. So it's uh, still early, but I can kind of feel, uh, you know, I need uh, the, the least amount of softening I can get while I'm still playing. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, you can definitely tell it's different. Nick, what a career. I mean, you're at Central Michigan. Matter of fact, I was reading up some of your stats there. Second longest start streak in Central Michigan University history at 51 games. You played uh, linebacker. You know, you're all conference. And then you end up, you played a bunch of things. You played fullback. You played linebacker. You're special teams captain. Man, just from when you were done to be 34 years old still playing in the NFL, any dream of that? I mean, is this beyond your wildest dream? Yeah, no, I, I, I don't think I, it would. I think it would be weird if I ever thought that I would get to this point. You know, I think, um, you know, I was just concerned about getting a, a scholarship. And then once I was in college, I just wanted to play. And then once I was playing, I just wanted a chance to play in the NFL. And, uh, you know, it's kind of gone from there. But one of the young guys was actually asking me, like, you know, before a game, if it, if it ever changes and it really doesn't, you know, you get nervous, you feel the same at before every game and it really doesn't change from, you know, your first one to whatever game this is for me now. So, um, you know, it's good and bad because sometimes you wish it would get, you know, easier and, you know, you learn things that make things a little bit easier, but at the end of the day, you know, week to week, you know, month to month, season to season, you have to, you know, continually, um, like try to improve and and you know you're always focusing on like your routine of things and uh you know kind of keep your head down and then you know that day where they i say it's enough or they say it's enough then i'll kind of pick my head up and be like oh that was pretty cool that i did that but you know as of right now you know we're in the thick of it so you don't really have time to kind of reflect on stuff like that i suppose let me take you back 12 years ago. This is your pre-draft measurables. You come out, you're six foot one, 245 pounds. And you run a 40-yard dash at 4'9". Um, you got a vertical leap of 32 and a half inches. You got a bench press. You bench 23 reps. Where are you today with some <laughs> of those measurables, and how has sports science uh, helped you along the way? Yeah, I mean, the, not even science can really help me with some of that stuff. But uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I would say I was pretty happy with the 32-inch vertical uh, back in the day because I tend to play below the rim. So that was <laughs> that was uh, what it was going to be. Uh, as far as 40 and that stuff, I was pretty much terrified to run that when I was, you know, at the combine because – you know, I was never like the fast guy. All the fast guys love running the 40, but if you're like, you're not really into that, you never ran track and you just, you know, tried to play fast on the field, you get out there and I'm like, man, I'm out of my element. And then it's funny too, because you see, you see the fast guys before they run a 40, they, they do like the big hops up in the air to get, you know, whatever that does. And I always wanted to do that because I'm, I was slow as hell. So I was like, I know I should do that. It'll make me faster. But then you feel stupid because I'm like, I'm going to be that guy jumping up in the air and then running a four nine. You know, I don't want to do that. So, you know, I just put my hand down, ran my slow time and got off the field as fast as I could. But, um, 
I'd like to think I kind of trimmed up a little bit over the years. So I'd like to say I'm, I, pl- I run a little bit faster than that now, if that's possible, maybe, but, um, you know, some of my teammates might disagree, but you know, it, it worked and I guess fast enough to keep doing it. So, um, I think just kind of like working out over the years and, um, you know, you can only do so much. So, uh, and then I see the young guys coming in the league now. I'm like, you know, my days are numbered. Every, every new crop of rookies, you're like, holy hell, where do these kids come from? So. Yeah, well, mentally you're running a four-two. They can't, uh, you know, experience yeah. is speed. And uh, the nice thing when you're a veteran at that age, they don't time you anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If I had to start running forties, it's time to retire. So it's uh, <laughs> that's what I always say. Hey, Nick. Well, we uh, we appreciate you and your time on a Thursday. Now you think the wife as well. Right? Just had a baby. I know the house is hectic. Um, you are one of our favorite yep. players and personalities out here in the Northwest, man. The people really appreciate you. Have a good night, man. I appreciate it. Back to diaper duty for me. There you go. <laughs> All right, that was Nick Ballore, man, the linebacker, the fullback. Whatever love you need Nick. him to do, he will do it for I, you. He's I, a, look, he's he's a blue-collar type of guy, man. I love players he's like that. He's a good player, man. All right, when we come uh, back, we'll go around the NFL. That is next right here on Hawks Live. Hawks Live, presented by the Dining District of the Bellevue Collection at Bellevue Square Center Court, live on air on Seattle Sports. Welcome to Hawks Live every Thursday right here on 710 Seattle Sports. I'm Michael Bombas with Paul Moyer. We call him Paul Moyer every now and then. You know, he got a little swag to him. Go check out his, uh, his pictures back when he was playing. I mean, you still got swag now. But your swag back you in the even day. Com- you, you guys commented on my gate walking back from the uh, you looking the restaurant. good. You looking sweet. good. You know, you know, healthy. Look, last year was was rough. It was a rough back year, man. I was I was struggling all through the season. I so couldn't even good. invite you to play golf. You said you had to take a few months off. I do, so. but I'm ready. Now you're ready. You're gonna give me uh, how many strokes? I get four or five. How many I get? How many you need? <laughs> How many you want? I'll give you whatever you want. All right, man. give me 10, and we're betting, too, right. so we'll, <laughs> we'll do that. All right, hey, it's time to go around the NFL. What is going on in the NFL? Well, let's start at home, though, man. There's a, The game has, been, has changed a lot, especially back in our day when I played when you played. I used to go across the middle and have to worry about getting my clocked Knocked off. Darn right. Right? Keep your head on a swivel. The way it should Catch, be. get down. Now you can't hit me. No. If I played in the league today, man, I might still be playing. Yeah. Uh, Belor's 34. I'm 37. I might have stretched it out a couple more years. Um, but you can't hit defenses receivers. There's no targeting, no launching. Got to hit the quarterback at a certain area on their body. And as of late, we had a guy in our quarterback, uh, Geno Smith, go through something, and it's called a, a hip drop tackle, right? So that's when a guy is being tackled and you just drop your weight pretty much and you make the tackle. Um, one, this is my opinion, and then you tell me yours, Moyer. I think that football is a violent sport, and I understand people trying to keep players as safe as possible, but the object of the game is to get that man on the ground, and especially when they are a, a runner at that point, they have the football in their hands, it's like you just get them down. I'm good with the horse collar, not doing the horse collar. You can control yeah. that. But the hip drop is one that I feel like is really tough to try and control. Um, what are your thoughts on the hip drop? And what are your thoughts on just 
playing defense in this league in general? Oh, well, <laughs> it would be hard. Uh, you know, yeah, you used to defend the middle of the field by saying, come across the middle and I'm going to knock your head off. And the quarterbacks used to protect wide receiver. That's not the case anymore. That hip drop, and it goes back to the Geno Smith one where he was running out of bounds and the guy just that. He, grab, he grabs him by the waist and then he just drops down on him. Um, I don't love the tackle in the open field. I, right. I really don't. There's some things that aren't natural. I, I'll tell you what's not natural. You come across the middle and it's a zone defense, right? Right. The old days, what were you taught to do if it was a zone defense on a crossing route? Me? As yep. a receiver? Yep. You settle in space? Set it down. Yeah. Set it down. Why? Because you're about to run into a collision. Right. Today, they, they don't care about that anymore. They, matter of fact, they want to clear you out because they can work some routes behind you, right? Because they don't care about your safety. They say you're, that the safety is on the defense to protect you. Right. That's just weird nowadays. So what's not natural for me, if you're not looking is to hit you at the knee. Mm -hmm. That is not natural. I don't want to blow your knee out. I'm going to have to. I got to hit you high. It protects me and it protects you. But now it's a penalty. So that, but the hip drop is one of those, if, if a guy is running downfield, it's kind of like the horse collar tackle. It, it's a dangerous play. The only thing I didn't like about that play on Geno is as a defensive player, he was running out of bounds. I could have ran him out of bounds. And so there's kind of a, a, a play where I go, it's just an unnecessary tackle. As a for defender, me. you could have ran him out of bounds. I, I run him out of bounds. Right. As a matter of fact, for me to do this hip drop, it puts me in a little bit of danger too, right? May I hurt my knee? I sprain my ankle. I just ride you out of bounds. Now, if it's third, fourth and one, and I'm trying to beat you to that thing, I got to get you down. Yeah. So now you're telling me, oh no, you can't really do that. So it's just, it's the old days, they used to have a, uh, a rules book was probably about a quarter inch thick. Today it's a Bible, you know, maybe multiple <laughs> Bibles. It's just they're constantly adding more and more on that. So I don't love it. We can't protect everything. I think part of the, the allure of this game is it's a dangerous game. Yep. These guys get paid a lot of money. They know what they sign up for. You can't protect them on everything. And, you know, there's just a point where I always think they, they overreact. Yeah, and I think um – I think you're right. I agree with you 100%, right? If a guy's going out of bounds, it's easier just to corral him like, a, like some herd, like a herd of, uh, of cow, right? And just, okay, you're out of bounds. When you're in the middle of the field, you got to do what you got to do to get the guy to the ground because he's going to advance the football. So, no, I'm with you 100% on that. And, and this is a receiver talking too, man. I'm going across the middle. Hit me high. Don't hit me low. Let me ask you this. So here, and I kind of said this jokingly to somebody. I go, look, if you're slower than me, and go down. Can you not feel me coming? Seriously, can you not feel me from? Okay, I can't say. I feel like I'm the Iowa quarterback right now about to say something that doesn't sound right. Can you not sense that I'm about to catch you? Yeah. And for so sure. if that's the case, can I not put a little bit of accountability on you too that you're not in a position for that? I mean, lean more forward, I don't know, dive, make a move, do something. Don't put it always on me. And I, and I asked that because I was kind of kidding, but I'm also serious about it. I go, when does the offense take some accountability for the dangerous throws, you know, the intersect points? Why does it have to be on the defender for everything? And that's the only thing I think How many points people, does the defense score a game? 
Not many. That's why. Because we put up the points, Moyer. No one cares about We are the that. reason why people pack the stadiums to watch touchdowns. Let me ask you this. All if right? The, if the Seahawks won three to nothing every single game, do you all care? Yes, no, they do. No, they don't. Y'all don't want to see a 3-0 game? 17-0? You want to see 24-17. 17-0, baby. 31-21. I hear you. I get it. No, I'm just, I'm, I agree. I'm just devil's advocate. I got, I got to poke. It, it, I got to poke at you a little bit. It, it drives me crazy. Just a little bit. Just, just a little bit. Let me ask you a question. All right. Man, last week, boy, how the league changed quickly. Two weeks ago, who was invincible? Uh, the Niners and uh, Philly. Philadelphia. Yep. You know, I think, you know, you could throw uh, Kansas City. I don't think they're invincible, but they're 5-1. and one. Right. You know, Philadelphia for sure. Who's the best team in the league right now? And by the way, there's one team that has one loss, and it only came from the Seahawks, and that's uh, Detroit. The Detroit Lions. Do you think they're the best in the game? I'm asking you. No, uh, I, I go three teams. I go Niners, Philly, Miami. So Niners, Philly, Miami. But, uh, I, I so wanted to do the Stacy question. Are any of those elite quarterbacks there? Nope. Not a one. Well, two is uh, leading in uh, yeah, I know, but if, MVP if, but if we're picking now. Could, a, could he win with an average team? No. Okay. It's no. weird. Weird times. Right. It's crazy, right? right? I'm there for you. All right. All right. All right. Hey, come join us here at Hawks Live at Bellevue Square Center Court where you have a chance to win gift cards from the dining district at the Bellevue Collection. Tonight, we're giving away gift cards to the Sweet Restaurant and Lounge and STK Steak. When we return, the reason why you are all here. Jake Bobo is going to join us live and in person. That is next right here on Hawks Live.